0: Hello, it's AJ and welcome to episode 10 of the D-Plus Club, where I bring you the latest news and rumours from the last week in Disney+. Plus. I cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the UK and in the US. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where we give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. Last week we covered both the 1997 and 2020 versions of Mulan. And for this last week i set the 2009 hit film avatar but well, i'll get to that a little bit later in the show how's everyone been doing this past week i feel like every week for me at the moment is just a busy week always doing something but uh, just been getting on with things on monday me and my family went to a restaurant opening at our local uh wildlife park actually which was actually really nice it was a like a hyper-themed restaurant. It was called Evolution Restaurant. It's at Yorkshire Wildlife Park. So for any UK listeners out there, if you've ever been to Yorkshire Wildlife Park, there is a new restaurant that's opened only this past week. And we were kindly invited to the pre-opening event. It was really nice. There's a lot of theming there around dinosaurs and dragons and different things like that. There was a monkey there. There was a... And i T-Rex as well. There's like live performers that they've got there. It's, it was really, really good. And the food was really nice too. I did actually post a photo on my social media channels actually of one of the dragons that was near the table where we sat. Really, really good theming. It reminded me of a cross between T-Rex Cafe at Disney Springs and also Rainforest Cafe, I think it is as well. So it re- really, really good theming. So if anyone ever comes to Yorkshire and ends up at the Yorkshire Wildlife Park, if you can get a reservation, apparently the reservations a chock solid at the moment. So uh, it's hard for people to be able to get in. But if you're ever in the area and you want to try a themed restaurant, especially if you've got a family, it's a really good one to try. At work I've been busy with getting the studio ready. I'll put a photo up on my social media channels. It's almost ready. I'm just trying to perfect the audio in it at the moment. I have put up some acoustic tiles and that has helped a little bit with the sound but I just need to perfect the audio in the room before I start recording things in there. In other news the issue that I was having with Apple Podcasts finally got fixed this last week. It took about a week and a half to get fixed in total and the past two episodes are now up on apple podcasts and hopefully people can tune into them if you have missed them and you usually listen to apple podcasts they are available for you to be able to go back and catch up on now the two episodes that had been missing were the star wars week episode and last week's mulan episode so yeah if you get the time please go and check those out but what else have i been doing not much really just busy with work and preparing for this and family time. Oh, the burrito place that I spoke about the other week, I think it was, that we've been getting takeaways from every now and again and it was really nice. Closed down, of all places. <laughs> so we went to go and order another takeaway tonight before recording the podcast and it wasn't there to be able to order from. And I have no idea why there's no information about it closing so we end up looking for a new place to be able to get some Saturday night food from and we end up going to a uh, like a ribs and chicken place or i say going to ordering from and getting that delivered but it was nice it's just not as nice as the burrito place that we've been going to so hopefully we'll find something to replace that for future Saturday night takeaways when we have them so I'll keep you updated. It's a it's a boring thing to be kept updated on, but uh, yeah, I will keep you updated on that one. Hopefully everyone's been having a good week apart from that. Drop me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the D Plus Club to let me know how you've been getting along. Or there's always the Sorcerer Radio, Disney Fun Zone and Discord as well. So, But enough of my ramblings of what's been going on for the week. It's now time for the news, of course. And after a quieter week last week, we're back to a busier week with the news again. So uh, it's quite nice to be able to get stuck into some... uh, Really interesting news for the week again. Starting off this past week, of course, we had some award wins for some Disney Plus series at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. WandaVision picked up four awards for Best Show, and Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Wanda, picked up the Best Performance in a show. Catherine Hahn, who plays Agnes, or Agatha Harness, picked up the Best Villain, and it also picked up Best Fight for Wanda vs. Agatha as well. Falcon and the Winter Soldier also picked up a couple of awards as well for Best Hero for Anthony Mackie's The Falcon as well as best duo for Anthony and Sebastian Stan who plays Bucky Barnes the Winter Soldier in the show. I've said it before for both of these shows Marvel is doing an absolutely fantastic job with their original content for Disney Plus at the moment and both shows are among some of the best content on any streaming platform I think at the moment and it seems that a lot of people do agree. In other big news for the past week it was announced that in the UK the Fox TV channel will be shutting down. This of course also follows Disney's own channel shutting down in the UK earlier this year. The channel will close its doors on June 30th before migrating many of its exclusive shows over to the Disney Plus streaming service under its new Star brand. Some of the channel's shows include Bones, Family Guy, American Dad, all of those are already available on the Disney Plus service in the UK. However, other shows such as The Mentalist, NCIS and The Walking Dead are not yet available. This however will change starting in July, as every episode of The Walking Dead will become available starting July 2nd, and it will also be the exclusive home to the latest episodes in the UK when they become available. It's not been confirmed yet if the sequel series or prequel sister series, anyway, fear The Walking Dead, if that will make its way across. However, there are existing brand deals with other streaming platforms. It has also been confirmed that the first season of the series, War of the Worlds, will become available later this week for streaming, and that the second season will become available later this July. Also, the sci-fi hit series, The Orville, will also join Disney Plus later this year too. It's not yet been announced which other series will be joining the Disney Plus streaming service following the closure of the Fox Channel. However, as I said earlier, as existing brand deals expire elsewhere, it's expected that the series will also become available on Disney Plus. As soon as I know anything or see anything, I'll be letting you know, of course. Following weeks of casting announcements and more, Disney officially announced that the sequel film Disenchanted has begun production. We knew it must have been close to starting after Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey posted a photo of them in Ireland, ready to begin production. Not much is yet known about the film, however, with many of the original cast returning for the project, it is expected that the story will be worth making, so I'll be keeping you up to date on information on that one as it becomes available. In Star Wars news, it was announced that Star Wars droids will be joining Disney Plus on June 18th. The 1985 animated television series acts as a spin-off from the original Star Wars trilogy and it focuses on the exploits of droids R2-D2 and C-3PO between the events of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Anthony Daniels returned to voice C-3PO for the series and it will also most likely be featured in the Star Wars Vintage Collection when it becomes available on Disney+. I also wanted to say that I'd seen a rumour early this last week. Now, it's pretty out there as a rumour, so let's take it with a pinch of salt. However, it was reported by Inside the Magic that Brie Larson could have been cast in the role of Mara Jade. For those who don't know, in the Expanded Universe, or the old Expanded Universe, as I spoke about a few weeks back in the Star Wars Week episode, Mara Jade was the wife of Luke Skywalker. It's also worth noting that in the original Expanded Universe, that Mara Jade's story featured heavily in the story of Grand Admiral Thrawn. And with Thrawn expected to make his first live-action appearance in the Ahsoka series, as well as possibly in Mandalorian Season 3, it could be that we may see this character make her live-action debut within the next few years. Larson had previously auditioned for a role in the Star Wars sequel trilogy, However, of course, she went on to Marvel projects instead. We were treated to a few teasers and trailers earlier this week, starting with The Wonder Years. I hadn't actually realised that production was far enough along that a teaser could be produced, and it actually looks really interesting. I'm actually really looking forward to this series. We also saw the release of a trailer for the upcoming Monsters at Work series, Of course, the series picks up following the events of the first film as the monsters begin harvesting the laughter of children to fuel the city of Monstropolis, thanks to Mike and Sully's discovery that laughter generates ten times more energy than screams. The story will follow Tyler Tuskman, an eager monster who graduated top of his class at Monsters University and always dreamed of becoming a scarer, until he lands his job at Monsters Inc. and discovers that scaring is out and laughter is in. Tyler is assigned to work at the Monsters, Inc. Facilities Team, also known as MIFT, where he must work alongside a misfit bunch of mechanics while now setting his sights on becoming a jokester. Monsters at Work is set to debut on July 2nd. Disney also released a trailer this last week for the upcoming Disney Plus original series, The Mysterious Benedict Society. After winning a scholarship competition, Four gifted orphans are recruited by the peculiar Mr. Benedict for a dangerous mission to save the world from a global crisis known as the Emergency. Ryan, Sticky, Kate, and Constance must infiltrate the mysterious Live Institute to discover the truth behind the crisis. When the headmaster, Dr. curtain I think I'm saying that right, appears to be behind the worldwide panic, the kids must devise a plan to defeat him. The series is actually based on a novel of the same name. I don't actually know too much about it. I think I probably need to research a little bit on it, but it could be an interesting one, especially maybe for the kids, actually. It was also announced this past week that the six-part docuseries Pride, which is currently available on Hulu in the US, will make its way over to Disney Plus in the UK on June 25th. Earlier this week, Disney also announced that the series Gloaming will be coming to Disney Plus in the UK starting on June 11th. The plot for this series is described that when a woman is found brutally killed, the clues surrounding her death connect to murders both past and present. At the centre of this web are two detectives who share a tragic past. The series is created by ABC Signature Studios, and the eight-part series also aired on Stars in the US this past March. The second season is also currently in production. Also, Disney Junior announced this past week that a brand new animated short series called Rise Up and Sing Out will debut later this year. The series will present important concepts around race, racism and social justice for the youngest viewers. The series will feature music-based shorts that are designed to provide an inspiring and empowering message about noticing and celebrating the differences and providing a framework for conversation. The series will feature music from the Grammy Award-winning Amir Questlove-Thompson and Tariq Blackthought-Trotter of the Roots Crew. In a joint statement, the duo said, It is an honour to work with the Disney Junior team to help create a series of shorts that will empower and uplift the future generations in the way we know best, through music. We hope these shorts will encourage the young audience to recognise and celebrate our differences as human beings, whilst learning the tools to navigate real-world issues of racial injustice. It is expected that the series will make its way to Disney Plus elsewhere in the world, however Disney have yet to confirm this. Earlier this week, Ryan Reynolds released a teaser for his upcoming FX series, Welcome to Wrexham. The docu-series will track the dreams and people of Wrexham, a hard, working-class town in North Wales, as two Hollywood stars take ownership of the town's historic and struggling football club. The plot for the series is described that from Hollywood to Wales, from the pitch to the locker room, and from the front office down to the pub. Welcome to Wrexham will follow Rob McKilney, I'm probably saying that wrong, and Ryan Reynolds' crash course in football club ownership and the connected fates of the team and the town counting on two actors to bring hope and change to a community that could use it. The trailer was actually really quite funny. It featured a... Welsh translator who you could tell really did not want to be there and let's just say she wasn't translating exactly what was being said and was maybe putting her own interpretation on what she thought the audience might need to know. It's, it's funny, if you get a chance, head over to Ryan Reynolds Twitter to check that one out. It was also announced earlier this past week that Scott Mascudi, who is also known as Kid Coody, has joined the cast of the upcoming Disney Plus original movie, Crater. Crater is described as a coming-of-age story set in a moon colony. After his father's death, a boy growing up on a lunar mining colony takes a trip to explore a mysterious crater along with his four best friends, prior to being permanently relocated to another planet. Isaiah Russell Bradley, Billy Barrett, Orson Hong, Thomas Bryce and McKenna Grace will also be starring in the film, and Scott will play the father of Isaiah's character. Also, after some photos from the set of the upcoming Disney Plus series Turner and Hooch were released last week, this week Disney released a behind-the-scenes look from the series from the perspective of Hooch as we follow Hooch around the set from a camera strapped to the dog. The series will make its debut Friday, July 16th, although, as that's my wife's birthday, I'll probably be catching the first episode on the Saturday, I think. And finally, for the news this week, it was announced that Hocus Pocus 2 will begin production later this year, and that Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Namagyi... I'm baffled by how I'm going to pronounce that name. Kathy... Nope, I'm just going to call her Kathy. Well will return as Winifred, Sarah and Mary Sanderson. The movie is expected to debut sometime in 2022 on Disney+. So, quite a bit of news for this past week. More than last week, anyway. There are a few other stories about upcoming releases to the platform. However, I decided that I'd probably leave those until more closer to when they'll become available on the platform. Speaking of release dates, however, it's now time to see what's new and coming soon to Disney+. Plus This next week. This past week, of course, we got the latest episodes of Big Shot, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, The Bad Batch, and High School Musical The Musical The Series. As usual, I wanted to make sure I caught up on all of the latest episodes of the latest Disney Plus original series before the podcast, and I am really, really enjoying the original content that Disney Plus is pushing out there at the moment. As I've said on many, 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 many occasions, big shot has to be one of my favorite series that's currently available on any streaming platform the character development that they're they the, the giving all of the main cast in that is absolutely superb and if you're not checking it out yet i highly highly advise it of course mighty ducks game changers is going up towards its final episode of its first season later this week actually And I have to say that even though the primary cast is mainly the children, I really have enjoyed the backstory or continued backstory, should I say, of Coach Gordon Bombay. It's, It's been really interesting to hear what he's been doing since the events of the original three films. And of course, in the Bad Batch this past week, we got the debut or animated debut of Ming-Na Wen's Fennec Shand. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this series progresses with this character. I'm looking forward to a little bit more backstory to the character after we got to meet her. ...in The Mandalorian, and also we'll be seeing her in the upcoming Book of Boba Fett series later this year. And finally this evening, actually, on Saturday as I'm recording this, we caught up with High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Sounds funny every time I say that. High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. I have to say it in, like, bits over and over and over again, otherwise I swear I'm going to get it wrong sometimes. Uh, Again, this is one that I'm looking forward to seeing how they progress the characters this season... I'm not really usually a fan of these types of shows, and I know I said it a few weeks back when we covered High School Musical, the film. Um, not usually my kind of thing, but I ha- I am enjoying char- the character development in the series. There seems to be a running pattern with these. Either I really enjoy character development, which I do. I do like to be able to understand a, a character's backstory and understand what makes them tick. But also, it could just be that Disney are very good at exploring the characters in these series, or original series, should I say, that they're giving us on the Disney Plus streaming service. I am really enjoying all of them, some more than others, but it's not to say that there is a bad one out of the bunch. This next week, of course, like I said earlier, we will actually be getting the season one finale of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. It's not actually been confirmed yet if the series will return for a second season. However, I do hope that we get to see more of this misfit team of hockey players. Also, we will be getting new episodes of all of the rest of the series. So Big Shot, The Bad Batch, and of course High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Also on Friday we will see the premier access debut of Disney's Cruella film. If you're planning to watch this on premier access, please do let me know and also let me know what you think of it. We're actually planning on waiting to watch this one for its public access release on August 27th. In the US, you will also be given access to Disney's Sydney to the Max season 3 episodes 1 through 8, Kingdom of Polar Bears season 1, Wicked Tuna season 10 episodes 1 through 7 as well as further episodes of Bluey season 2. Actually, we've been watching a lot of Bluey recently. In the UK, it's actually available on the BBC platform, and the kids absolutely love it. And actually we we're enjoying it too. There's a lot of very uh, family-themed episodes. And the messages that those episodes give to kids is absolutely brilliant. There's a particular episode that one of the kids really enjoys, which is about keep trying at something, even if you may not succeed at it at first, just to keep trying until you get there in the end. And we all just really enjoy the series as a whole. If you have young kids, I mean, ours are six and three, respectively. If you have kids around the age or a little bit older, I do highly recommend that it could be one that you could tune into and you all might really enjoy it. However, over in the UK this next week, we will see the first episode of season one of Rebel, as well as further episodes of series Solar Opposites, Grown-ish, Filthy Rich, Big Sky, *Modoc*, and Disney's Secrets of Sulphur Springs, episode nine, as time goes by. Also, as I mentioned earlier, we will receive the first season of War of the Worlds, set in present-day Europe, as an alien attack all but wipes out mankind, and pockets of humanity are left in a deserted world. We'll also see the addition of the movies The Art of Racing in the Rain, Keeping Up with the Joneses, Little Miss Sunshine, Aquamarine, 12 Rounds, Choke, and Let's Be Cops. We will also see the addition of series When Sharks Attack, Silence of Stupid Season 8, and The Cave Season 1. Well, that's it for what's coming this next week on Disney+. Is there anything that you're looking forward to seeing? If there is, let me know over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group, or in any of my social channels at at or forward slash the D plus club. Now though, it's time for the weekly movie club. Which, as I mentioned earlier, has been the 2009 global hit film, Avatar. So, if you've not yet seen Avatar, this is your spoiler warning. So, if you've not seen it and don't want to be spoiled, I advise pausing the show now, giving it a watch, and then pick it back up afterwards. Join me again for the rest of the show. And now, with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. Avatar was released in December of 2009 by 20th Century Fox, and it had a budget of around $237 million, and has to date grossed more than $2.8 billion at the global box office. Whilst the budget for the films was stated at being $237 million, some have estimated that the budget may have been closer to $280 or even $310 million, with a whopping $150 million marketing budget. It has also been stated that a further $9-10 million were spent on the extended re-release of the film. The film was the first to surpass James Cameron's own Titanic on the all-time global box office list, and held that top title until 2019 when it was knocked from the top spot by Avengers Endgame. The Avengers didn't stay on the top for long though, as as I mentioned earlier, only a few weeks back in 2021, Avatar was re-released in China, and it brought in enough at the Chinese box office to retake the global number one spot. The basic premise for the film is that in 2154, the Earth is overpopulated and humans have all but depleted all of Earth's natural resources, leading to a severe energy crisis. The Resources Development Administration, which is also known as the RDA, mines a valuable mineral called unobtanium on Pandora, a densely forested habitable moon orbiting Polyphemus, I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, in the Alpha Centauri star system. Pandora's atmosphere, however, is poisonous to humans, but it is inhabited by a native species called the Navi. A species of tall, blue-skinned humanoid aliens that live in harmony with nature and worship a mother goddess named Awa. In order to explore Pandora in its true form, scientists use Navi-human hybrids called avatars that are operated remotely by genetically matched humans from link pods. The film opens to Jake Sully, a paraplegic former marine who is recruited to replace his identical twin brother, Tommy, as an operator of one of the avatars following his unfortunate death. Dr. Grace Augustine, head of the Avatar program, considers Sully an inadequate replacement and voices her concerns to the RDA. While escorting the avatars of Grace and fellow scientist Dr. Norm Spellman, Jake's avatar is attacked by one of the local animals, something that looks across between a rhino and a hammerhead shark, I think. After the creature flees, a second animal that looks to be like a six-legged panther also attacks the group, and Jake runs into the forest to escape. He eventually escapes the beast, however, he is lost in an unknown climate with dangerous local animals and is forced to do his best to defend himself. Here he is rescued by Natiri, a female Navi who is about to kill Jake until she receives a sign from Awa that she should not. She takes him to her clan and Natiri's mother, Moart the clan's spiritual leader, orders her daughter to initiate Jake into their society and teach him their ways. Colonel Quaritch, who is the head of the RDA's security forces, promises Jake that he can get Jake's legs restored if he gathers information about the Na'vi and their home, the Home Tree, which is above the largest unmined unobtainium in the area. When Dr. Augustine learns of this, she transfers herself, Jake, and Norm to a remote outpost, and over the next few months, Jake and Niteri begin to develop a connection as Jake grows to sympathize with the natives. As a final test to be initiated into the tribe, Jake must bond with a banshee. And after doing so, he is able to fly with Niteri and his fellow tribe members through the floating mountains of Pandora. After Jake is initiated into the tribe, he and N'atiri choose each other as mates, and Jake reveals his change of allegiance when he attempts to disable a bulldozer that threatens to destroy a sacred Na'vi site. When Quaritch shows a video recording of Jake attacking the bulldozer to the administrator, Selfridge, Jake admits that the Na'vi will never abandon Home Tree, and Selfridge orders the Home Tree forcibly destroyed. Selfridge gives Jake and Grace one hour to convince the Na'vi to evacuate before commencing the attack. Jake confesses to Nateri that he was a spy, and they take him and Grace captive. Home Tree is destroyed, killing Nateri's father, the clan chief, and many, many others. Moat frees Jake and Grace, but they are disconnected from their avatars and imprisoned by Quaritch's forces. The pilot Trudy is disgusted by Quaritch and decides to free Jake, Grace, and Norm, and airlifts them to Grace's outpost. However, Grace is shot by Quaritch during the escape. In an attempt to regain the trust of the tribe, Jake connects with his avatar and attempts to connect with the Torok, a dragon-like predator who is feared and honoured by the Narvi. There have only actually been five known Navi to tame the beast, and those who do are given the title of Turok Mukto. The last of the Navi known to have tamed one of the beasts was Nitiri's great-great-grandfather. Jake finds the refugees at the Sacred Tree of Souls, and pleads with Moat to heal Grace. The clan attempts to transfer Grace from her human body to her avatar body, with the aid of the Tree of Souls. However, her human body sadly dies before she can be transferred into the Avatar body. Supported by the new chief, Tusei, Jake unites the clan and tells them to gather all the clans to battle the RDA. On the eve of battle, Jake prays to Awa via a connection with the Tree of Souls to help the Na'vi people in any way possible. During the battle, the Na'vi suffer heavy casualties, including Tusei and pilot Trudy but are rescued when the native wildlife join in the attack, and overwhelm the humans, which Nyatiri interprets as Ewa's answer to Jake's prayer. Jake is able to destroy a makeshift bomber before it can reach the Tree of Souls, however Quaritch, wearing an armoured mechanical suit, escapes from his own damaged craft before it is destroyed. He tracks down and breaks open the Avatar Link unit containing Jake's human body, ...exposing it to Pandora's poisonous atmosphere. Quaritch is prepared to slit the throat of Jake's avatar... ...but Nateri kills Quaritch and is able to save Jake from suffocation... ...seeing his human form for the very first time. With the exception of Jake, Norm and a few others... ...all humans are forcibly escorted to leave Pandora and return to Earth. And in the closing moments of the film... ...Jake is permanently transferred into his avatar with the aid of Awa and the trio Souls in front of the tribe of Na'vi people. Development for Avatar began as early as 1994, when James Cameron wrote an 80-page plot for the film. Filming was supposed to take place after the completion of James Cameron's 1997 hit film, Titanic, for an original planned release in 1999. However, according to James Cameron, the necessary technology was not yet available to achieve his vision of the film and it's easy to see why you wanted to wait a further 10 years to release the film as critics highly praised its groundbreaking visual effects. The film made extensive use of new motion capture filming techniques and was released for traditional viewing in 2D, as well as in 3D viewing using RealD 3D, Dolby 3D, Expand 3D and IMAX 3D technologies, and in select markets it was also made available in 4D viewing experiences. Avatar was nominated for a total of nine Oscars, and won three of those in categories for Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, and Best Visual Effects, which, of course, is understandable after seeing its stunning, groundbreaking visuals at the time. Production for the first Avatar film began in 2006, as James Cameron worked on the script and developed the culture for the film's aliens, the Na'vi. The Na'vi language was actually created by Dr. Paul Fromer, a language at USC and has a total of about 1000 words with 30 added by Cameron himself. There are actually whole fan communities who have learned and perfected this language. Filming for the film actually began in 2007. Cameron had initially planned for a 2008 release, however it was pushed back to complete the extensive post-production for the film. A sequel film in the form of Avatar 2 was originally scheduled for a 2014 release, However, development was placed on hold when development for the film progressed into a franchise of sequels. The second film is also due to take place in more areas of the world of Pandora, including the ocean regions. Another stated reason for the delay of production for the sequels was to develop the necessary technology to motion capture for water, something which has never actually been done before. Filming for the first two sequels started shooting back in 2017, and filming concluded in late 2020. Avatar 2 is currently slated for a December 2022 release with Avatar 3 following in 2024. If those films are a success though, a further two sequels are also planned with release dates currently scheduled in 2026 and 2028. However, no production start date has yet been given on these. It may be that we may not hear anything until after the release of Avatar 2 in 2022. Sam Worthington, who plays Jake Sully in the film, Has stated in interviews that before Avatar, he was actually living out of his car and had to sell almost all of his possessions to make ends meet. It wasn't until after Avatar that he was able to find a place to live. Worthington, who is actually from Australia, has also said that he found it easier to master the Navi language than to learn to master the American accent. Sam Worthington also briefly plays his own twin, Tommy, at the opening of the film. The legs that you see in the film when Jake is in a wheelchair are actually prosthetics rendered from a real paraplegic. Sam's legs were actually hidden under the wheelchair and removed in post-production. Many of the animal noises in the film are actually recycled noises from Jurassic Park. At times, you may hear noises that resemble that of a T-Rex or a raptor. Other sounds are actually lifted directly from animals in the real world, such as the spotted hyena calls. Whenever you see Sigourney Weaver smoking in the film, the cigarette smoke was actually supposedly instead CGI animated as she didn't want to smoke. When Weaver's character of Grace Augustine picks up a book in The Abandoned School, this is actually Dr. Zeus's The Lorax, and has a similar plot to that of the film. The book, of course, is about a forest full of trees and mystical creatures that are destroyed by man's lust for ever-growing industry. Some critics have compared Avatar to stories such as the Lorax, as well as Pocahontas and Dancers with Wolves. Personally, I feel the film felt like a grand sci-fi Disney movie. And that may sound bad, but it's completely the opposite. I love both Disney and I also love sci-fi, as I've said before, so this is the perfect combination of both of those things for me. To help the actors prepare for their roles, James Cameron took the cast and crew to Hawaii where they spent their days trekking through the forests and jungles and living like tribes, building campfires, eating fish, and so on. This was apparently in order to get a better sense of what it would be like to live and move around the jungle on Pandora, since there would not be any actual jungle sets to aid and guide the actors and crew. Zoe Saldana, who plays Nitiri, even dressed up as a warrior during the journeys, complete with an alien tale symbolic of the one her character has in the movie. And my final interesting fact for the film, which, until watching it again and preparing my notes for this week's podcast, I didn't actually know this. The avatars of the human characters in the film actually have five fingers and toes. However, the Na'vi natives actually only have four fingers and toes. The backstory to this is that the avatars were biologically made in a way so that the human characters could more easily adopt to their avatar counterparts. One of the most well-noted goofs, and maybe it's not a goof, but maybe it's more like a factual omission, is that when in the Link pods, the human characters can link to their avatar counterparts and control them via thought alone anywhere on the planet. However, it's stated that there is no way to track an avatar body. So how does the link machine know where to link the user's brain other than it being a biologically compatible body? And if the avatars cost so much to produce that they need a Jake rather than finding another candidate to grow another body with, you would have thought that they'd have included some form of tracker in them to protect their investment. Anyway, it's just an interesting one to point out, and it's one that has been noted many times over the years. Anyway, I really enjoyed Avatar. I've always really enjoyed Avatar. I actually decided to watch the extended cut edition this last week for the movie club. The Disney Plus version, I believe, is the two-hour, 40-minute cut, whereas the extended edition I've previously bought on iTunes, just because I really enjoy the movie, and it has about 20 minutes of extra footage in there. Nothing massive in terms of story development, but it's just... I just thought that if I was going to be watching it, I may as well treat myself and watch the extended edition cut rather than the one on Disney+. Plus. One of the biggest things I enjoy about the film is the mythology and the vast character backstory that was developed around the characters. I know I talked a little bit about it earlier, but James Cameron developed a full backstory for all of these characters, as well as a, a religion and la- full language. And we didn't even hear the full language in the film, But the words are there to be able to build from, which I thought was a really interesting concept for how this this was done. And I'm looking forward to how the sequels will build on this story and build on this existing mythology and expand it even further. Of course, as always, I asked everyone for comments over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord and Disney Fun Zone on Facebook, as well as over on my social channels. So, let's see what people had to say this week. Brandon said it was great watching this movie again and definitely an action-packed movie. He remembers back in 2018 when he made a trip to Florida visiting his sister and husband and little nephew that they were going to be going to Animal Kingdom the day after his birthday to check out Pandora the World of Avatar and he'd rented the movie Avatar on iTunes as Disney Plus was not yet a thing and it had the audio description track. And he remembers the description of Jake riding on the Banshee and it actually sounded like riding on a Banshee as you do on the Flight of Passage ride in Pandora and it sounded really fun. It was fun when he went to the park and he actually did do that and he recalled those memories as he was watching the film this past week. I've never actually been to Pandora the World of Avatar, not yet anyway, it's planned for our next Disney trip of course. When we last went in 2015, Pandora at Animal Kingdom wasn't actually open at the time, so I'm looking forward to visiting that land and being immersed in all of the experiences and the rides that they've got there as well, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I didn't actually mention it earlier in the show, however, We were originally planning to go to Florida this year, I have mentioned that a couple of times, however this past week, due to of course the ongoing events in the world with the global pandemic and everything, we have actually decided to push our holiday back to 2022. So, going to have to wait a little bit longer, we were originally supposed to go last year, but now we're going to be pushing that again another year and... uh, Hopefully we'll enjoy it still when we go and everyone will be a year older and my daughter will be able to go on more, on more rides at the time. So, uh, yeah, we are looking forward to it and we'll be able to be there through the 50th anniversary celebrations as well. Anyway, I'm getting a little bit off topic. Um, Back to the comments... Joan said that she had been to Pandora Animal Kingdom and rode the two rides before even watching the movie, and now that, after seeing the movie, Pandora makes a lot more sense. There are also a few other comments of people who aren't really fans of the Avatar film, and that's fine. Not everyone has to like the movies that we do for the Weekly Movie Club. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't want the movie club to be, let's watch what AJ wants to watch. I want to include as much variety as possible. So things like Mulan, which I haven't seen in a very long time. And I've never seen the live action one until, of course, this past week. And also High School Musical, which we watched a few weeks back. I've admitted on many occasions, I'm not a big fan of things like High School Musical, Well, I want to include this sort of variety in the weekly movie club so that we get a chance to watch all of these different types of films and watch things that would maybe be outside of our usual comfort zone with what we're wanting to watch. Now, last week I also mentioned that the guys over at the Diz His podcast have been kind enough to play my movie club promos on their podcast and talk about the week's movie club also. I asked Joe if he could send over their comments from this week's movie club and allow me to play it on the show. So if you don't mind, I'm going to play that now.
1: this is this is review review this week though we watched avatar and uh you know the last time i watched avatar before yesterday was in 2009 you went to go see it in a movie theater oh really yeah and uh you know the special effects still hold up uh 10 years ago over 10 years ago and still uh special effects are great um I, it's just like Pocahontas, pretty much it's with, That's everyone keeps on comparing it to like fir, Gully. it's Pocahontas well, how can you say no? are you shaking your head no? Hey, it's, I not, it's, not it's not Pocahontas, yeah, it's dancing too. with wolves in space I've said this before, okay, dancing with wolves okay, Pocahontas, what happened to Pocahontas? they had their tribe, right? Yeah. and uh john smith and the you know the the white men came over and pretty much w- wiped them all out it's the same thing that happened here we got the tribe we got pocahontas which is the girl we have the john smith character which is uh you know jake sully right. and jake sully comes in falls in love with the the avatar girl which is pocahontas and there's a whole battle between the two two tribes pretty much dance it's with wolves came out before dance with wolves okay. came out before that Okay. He goes into the tribe. He lives with the tribe. He falls in love with the tribe, one of the tribe women, and then the white men come and they get into war and they fight. Yeah. So I guess, but I guess, yeah. <laughs> but Pocahontas is older than Dancing with Wolves. I don't know. <laughs> the I, the Pocahontas.
2: To be completely honest with you, I thought I was watching the Smurfs until like a half hour in. That's like uh, so this is a really weird spin on the Smurfs. <laughs> I actually looked at it as a really good redemption story. I I didn't look at it. I didn't really look at it as, uh, Pocahontas. I looked at it as like, uh, this guy, I I thought it was pretty cool. You know, this guy, uh, can't walk. He jumps into this body and he, you think that he's just going to fall in love with being able to walk and, you know, use his legs, but he ends up falling in love with the people that he, uh, becomes plot twist. It was a cool spin. I know. Right.
1: Yeah. It's super awesome to see like this. So you say he can't walk, right? He's in a Mm. wheelchair. And when he first goes, like, pretty much trans- goes into the Avatar to see his, you know, he's able to, he's able to walk now, his reaction, you kind of feel like, oh, that's so, like, you feel, like, it's just a cool scene.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. It was, Um, I remember walking into uh, Best Buy when that movie first came out on DVD, and that was, like, the movie to watch in 3D. Yeah. So yeah. that was, like, on all the, on all of the, uh, and it was, like, 4K before 4K was out. Like, it was, like, like the most crystal yeah. clear you know, HD, you could ever see. So like you were saying, the, the effects do hold up today. I don't oh, think yeah. it was the best movie ever. I'd give no. it, a, um, I'd give it like a, I don't know, what would you rank this movie?
1: I would, if I click one to 10, you know, it's, it, well, movies are usually one to five, right?
2: Uh, I mean, either or, I just do one to 10. It's easier, but do decimals.
1: I would do seven. I would, I would give it like seven and a half, 7.5. Mm-hmm. How about you, Alex? I'd give a, uh, a seven. No, I think I would just give it a seven too. Actually. I would give it like
2: a 7.2. It's not quite a seven and a half, but it's not as weak as a seven. So like, like seven point two, seven point two five. Yeah. Repeating like with a repeating three. Yeah. It's uh, quite, not quite there, but it's like it wants to be Steve saying his movies
1: are usually one or two thumbs up. I give it one thumb.
2: Yeah, it, it's not. It's I don't know. I think I think it was overhyped because of all these special effects and the 3D because nothing was 3D back then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it uh, sold I, a lot of 3D televisions. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no yeah, doubt about that. Yeah,
2: which aren't around anymore. No. But doesn't decide to build a whole theme park. Figure that one out.
1: They uh but I definitely enjoyed it. I think it's definitely a good movie, right? I think that people oh, people think like, oh, Avatar, it's not I think it's better than what people really say it is. Um I am looking forward to the new ones coming out. I, I saw the movie in 2009, right? When did Pandora open up? Like what, five years ago? <laughs> yeah,
2: 2017, like, 18, maybe? 17. Yeah. Well, hold on, 17. let me look it up real quick. 17.
1: 2017? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Pandora opened up in 2017, right? So that is going to be, what, an eight-year difference between like when the movie came out. So I watched it in 2009. I went to Pandora in 2017. I started seeing all these animals, and I'm kind of like, what the heck are these things? Like, I have no idea what these things are in this land. Cause the last time I saw the movie was eight years ago. Right. Brian. I only saw it once. I was kind of underwhelmed at the time, but now I saw it yesterday and I'm like, Oh, I remember seeing that in Navi river journey. I remember seeing that animal at this point in part in Navi river journey. Oh, the big red banshee. That's the thing that attacks you like in flight of passage. So I start like, I'm starting to like, make the connections between the things I'm seeing in Pandora, like animal kingdom. And the things in the movie, which is super cool. Like now I'm yeah. like next time I go on these things, I'm gonna be like, oh, those are the little like Black Panther things that like know, are kind of bad, but then at the very end they come together to like fight like against the humans. And so I'm able to make all these connections. But it's just weird though, because usually it's kind of like, okay, you see the movie, but then you make the connections when you go to the attraction. But yeah. this is like the opposite.
2: The parallels are cool. Now, the one thing about this movie that I will say is I don't think it's a cool movie. Like, do you guys own any Pandora merch? No, yeah, I have yeah, a whole, but, but, yeah. I have a whole Pandora room. That <laughs> was more directed towards Joe. I know your secret obsession with the Navi people. <laughs> um, the but like, like you go to a Galaxy's Edge, like you want to get a Star Wars shirt, yeah. like you know what I mean? It's like this is this isn't a movie that like, like after you watch a cool movie, like oh that'd be cool on a T shirt, that'd be cool as a this or that. It's like there's nothing about this movie that I'd be like, like want to like rush. Not in yet
1: not yeah, yet but yeah. there's still like the that's I why know. that's that's why the whole thing's like backwards it's kind of like okay yeah you got a bunch of movies come out make a whole land it's kind of like what like why you got to make a whole land it's like what it's like well, kind of like what we talked about earlier it's kind of all backwards kind of like when I, i'm making these connections after in the movie after going to the land it's kind of like it should be the other way around
2: very strange approach with avatar for sure and i so- it's
1: We'll see if it pays off, I guess, right? Yeah, it's
2: yet to be seen. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like Alex said, attendance went up 25%. I don't know if that's 25% because now there's more room for people or if people are rushing to go to Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of a little, you know, shaky there, but I don't know. We'll see what the, the, I mean, I assume when um, Pandora 2 comes out, maybe we'll get an update to Flight of Passage or something because they're going to have to update, right? that'd
1: be cool. I don't know. I have no idea.
2: I would think so because how would you still keep it relevant with old stuff? I assume they'll put bring in new characters and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. They can only sell so many of those little blue ears, Joe. Got to got to throw another character. Well, you there.
1: know what the big thing is there that they sell, right? The uh the, the banshee, or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, that sits on your shoulder like at the Renaissance Fair. Yeah,
1: it's, they kind of have that with like the uh like the the Star Wars, not the Muppets or whatever, like the aliens or whatever. They kind of have those. Do they have a Groot, too? I think they might have a Groot that's going to sit on the oh, your shoulder. Oh, you're talking
2: about the uh, shoulder pal thing yeah. with the magnet? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the baby Yoda awesome. and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd buy one of those, but I wouldn't go ahead and buy an $80 Banshee to sit on my shoulder. Want to
1: hear more from Jen, Alex, and Joe? Check us out at DizHiz.com.
2: Thank you again to the
0: guys over at DizHiz for featuring the Weekly Movie Club, of course, and also sending over that audio clip. You can catch Diz His Fridays at 1pm and 8pm Eastern on Sorcerer Radio and also on all major podcasting platforms. And remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Also, if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie, you can record and send one over on my Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club, or even drop me your audio message over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. For next week's film, we'll be heading back over into our MCU series for the first Thor film, so hopefully you can join us for that. Until then though, hopefully you've had a good week, thank you very much for tuning in this week, and I hope you can tune in again next week. Have a great one everyone! Bye-bye.